1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, May the 15th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today, on May 15, 1948, hours after declaring its independence, the new state of Israel was attacked. Not by one country, but by a coalition of countries, Transjordan, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Lebanon, all thought they would wipe out Israel, push them into the sea didn't happen. Today in 1862, President Abraham Lincoln signed an act establishing the Department of Agriculture. Today in 1928, the Walt Disney cartoon character Mickey Mouse. He made his debut in a silent anim- uh, animated short film. It was called Plane Crazy. P-L-A-N-E, like airplane, crazy. Today in 19th, Boy Disney, haven't they fallen far? from the aspirations of the vision of Walt Disney himself. Family-oriented guy sitting in a park with his kids playing, and he thought, wouldn't it be great to build a park where parents and kids could come and have fun together and do stuff together? And now you look at Disney, and it's 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 a dry mouthpiece of far-left, perverted policies. Man, that's what human... That's what human, humans are capable of if they're not guided by something bigger than themselves. It's really sad. And boy, they are taking a beating financially, Disney, by because of decisions they've made that is so contrary to the founding vision of Walt Disney. I mean, you, you cannot hardly connect the two other than just the word Disney. Man, today in 1972... Alabama Governor George Wallace was shot, left paralyzed while campaigning for president in Laurel, Maryland. Today in 2007, the Associated Press wrote an article about this today. 2007, the Reverend Jerry Falwell, they say he built the Christian right into a political force. He died in Lynchburg, Virginia at the age of 73. He did indeed. I knew Jerry quite well. Uh, He died in his office, as a matter of fact, had a heart attack, but... um, I don't think he would want to be identified as the guy who built the Christian right into a political force. The Christian right was already getting fed up with what's going on in the nation, and Jerry and Jim Dobson and a few others simply organized it and gave all of us a voice so that we could go out and make a difference in our world. But the press, of course, is not they're not capable of bringing themselves to just tell it like it really was, so... Jerry Falwell has to be known as the guy who built the Christian right into a political force. He was also known as the guy who helped missionaries around the world spread the gospel, built a big church, and a lot of other things. Anyway, he did, he did die today. He was 73 years old. 2007. Today in 2009, General Motors told, told about 1,100 dealers, 1,100 dealers, that their franchises would be terminated canceled. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, A a General Motors franchise is uh, a pretty prize. Any car dealership, I'm told, I don't know a lot about that business, but I'm told is a pretty um, significant uh, opportunity. President Biden over the weekend called white supremacy America's greatest threat. He said it twice over the weekend. Well, people are, you know, they were saying the other uh, yet last night they were saying, well, only ten thousand or eighteen thousand people were across the border over the week, as though that was a victory of some kind. They're saying that white supremacy is America's greatest threat. I don't support white supremacy. I'm not even sure what what they mean when they use that word. I think they mean different things. They're just trying to create an alarm, but I don't support white supremacy. Like white is better than other skin colors. I don't support that for a moment, but why does he think that is the greatest America's greatest threat? There are so many other threats. I mean, I I don't support that. I don't believe that for a moment. I've spent too much time my life in missionary work and traveling and living with at brief periods of time in different countries, people of different skin colors. I never thought I was superior. I thought they were my brothers and sisters in Christ because they were. I was working with Christians starting and even we would take a crew and build a church for the new converts to meet in and have their own Church to worship the Lord and so on, but these guys are obsessed with skin color. The left is obsessed with skin color, including the president. He's always talking about what color people's skin is. White supremacy is America's greatest threat. I don't know. He he needs to get out more. That's my opinion. More than half of Americans. Rasmussen re- uh, released a poll over the weekend. They took it last week before Mother's Day, but they they uh, released it over the weekend. It said they found just le- in the run-up to, uh, to Mother's Day, and I hope you guys all had a nice Mother's Day. We did. Our family got together. Most of our family, some couldn't make it, but um, uh, some of our family got together. We had a great time, and, and we told uh, they told my wife, their mother, how great she was, and she enjoyed that, and because it's true, she is, and we just had a great time. I hope you did, too. But anyway, they released this uh, over the weekend, this poll, and uh, the survey found that 56% believe motherhood is the most important role for a woman. Now, that flies in the face of what the current culture is saying to the girls. They're saying to the girls, no, 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 that's not the most important thing. And the, the left, the LGBTQ movement, is saying, well, the mother, women are not the only one that can be mothers. Men can be mothers, too. Yeah, they made a statement over the weekend. LGBTQ activists were spouting these talking points in kind of a false celebration of mothershood on Sunday. They were sharing memes and videos. It was all over the place. You, I hope you missed it. I hope you didn't have to put yourself through it. I looked at it so I could mention it with some clarity this morning. In one video shared by Libs of TikTok, a man who identifies as a woman said America should have Parents' Day. He said there's two different days of the, world, of the year that I questioned. He said there's Mother's Day and there's Father's Day. As a trans woman, which, I, which one do I celebrate? I don't feel like a father. I feel like a mom. But who celebrates me? I'm quoting this guy. And he was. it was in the news. I mean, it was newsworthy. He said, I just genuinely, genuinely want to know, is there other people out there like me? Why can't we just have a parent's day? Why does it have to be one or the other? Fighting back tears. He said, it bothers me a lot. Well, son... It bothers a lot of us, a lot. This is craziness. You need help. You don't need to eradicate Mother's Day. Buffalo, CBS, CBS News had their people in Buffalo over the weekend. They were reiterating the shooting at the superstore, the grocery store there. CBS made a big deal out of the fact that the shooter was a white supremacists. Perhaps that triggered President Biden to say what he said. I don't know, but p- perhaps it did. Probably did, as as I give it some thought here. But anyway, he had written this guy that did the shooting there, and this was the anniversary of the shooting. They were remembering it, but they said in a one-minute piece, they said four times, they mentioned white supremacy, and uh, because he had written extensively about his white supremacist views. And as I said, I don't... I don't endorse that. I don't support it. I don't believe in that, what they're doing. But why would CBS mention that phrase four times in a one-minute piece? That was the point. The point wasn't remembering those who had been killed so much in the shooting. It was horrific. It was terrible. But they weren't so much remembering that as they were making the point about white supremacy again. Yet at the same time, the Nashville police are still refusing to release the transgender shooter who shot the Christians at the Christian school. Three kids and three adults were killed by this transgender person. They won't even release his or her. I don't remember whether it was a boy or a girl. It was a transgender. They won't even release, uh, release that person's manifesto. And this person had written extensively about hatred toward Christians and the doctrines of the Bible that teach that there's male and female, that God created male and female. They won't even release that to the public. And yet they can't stop if it fits their narrative. They repeat it as CBS did four times in a one minute piece. That's how bad and how convoluted it is in America. Information is flowing at us like water out of the end of a fire hose. And thirsty people try to get a drink and it blows their head off. I mean, that's maybe a crude illustration, but that's the way I see things happening in America today in regards to the battle for our mind. They are trying to own the mind of the people. There have been others that have done that. Hitler tried that. Others, Pol Pot and others... They tried to own the mind by force. But this isn't by force. This is by deception. Tom Hanks said in a a Hollywood journal, he he told them, and they printed it over the weekend. I'm, I'm not sure when he said it to them, but it was in the last few days. Tom Hanks, the actor, he says that AI is so advanced now, artificial intelligence is so advanced now, that he can star in a Hollywood film long after he's dead. He said that. He said he believes that artificial intelligence is developing so quickly that he can that he could be landing hit roles in new movies long after he has died. He wasn't joking about this because he went on to say he won Oscars, the whole deal. You know, probably know who Tom Hanks is. We all know him from his movies and whatever. But he went on to say that Hollywood stars, including himself. Have their lawyers, he said, the lawyers are scrambling to work out how to deal with the rise of technology, which could see actors digitally recreated until kingdom come, to the end of time. He expects to be in movies after he's dead, and they're working out the financial of who gets paid and how much they get paid and so on as we speak. Artificial intelligence is a battle for the mind of the people. And I've talked about it before on this program, and I want to mention it again today. Computer engineers and tech-inclined political scientists have warned for years that cheap, powerful, artificial intelligence tools would soon allow anyone to create fake images and video and audio, that they were realistic enough to fool people completely, to change their mind, to fool voters, and perhaps sway an election. Associated Press read an article over the weekend, and they're saying this next election could be swayed by artificial information. It's a war on reality. Just a few years ago, the synthetic images the, the, that emerged you know, with AI were often crude, and they were unconvincing, kind of laughable, really. I remember the first time I heard about this, and I thought, oh, yeah, that sure, that's what they're going to do. But they were costly to produce, especially when other kinds of misinformation was so inexpensive. It was easy to spread when social media was born with the birth of the internet and so on. The threat posed by AI in this so-called, they're, they're calling it now deep fakes, like a fake, like Trump uses the word fake all the time. They're calling it deep fakes. Um, and AI is kind of championing that by virtue of where they're going uh, te- with technology. And they could do things today that they couldn't do even a year ago or two years ago. It's advancing that fast. That's why Tom Hanks was talking about it. I mean, they recognize this, these guys. They don't know what to do with it, but they want to capitalize on it. But it's real. I mean, it is happening as we speak. Sophisticated, generative AI Artificial intelligence tools can now create cloned human voices, hyper-realistic images, videos, audio, in seconds, at a minimal cost. It's cheap. When they're strapped to a powerful social media algorithm, this fake, digitally created content can spread quickly. It can target highly specific audiences, potentially taking dirty political campaigns to a new low. We haven't seen this before. The world has not seen this before. The Associated Press said in their article, the implications for the 2024 campaigns and elections are both large and troubling. Generative AI can not only rapidly produce targeted campaign emails, texts, and videos, but it also could be used to mislead voters, impersonate candidates, and undermine elections on a scale and at a speed we have never seen before. A.J. Nash, he's the vice president of intelligence at the cybersecurity firm. It's called Zero Fox. He says, and I, I quote him, he says, we're not prepared for this. He said, to me, the big leap forward is the audio and video capabilities that have emerged. He said, when you can do that on a large scale and distribute it on social platforms, well, it's going to have a major impact. The whole business of telling lies is under development as we speak ai creates misinformation if it's directed to do so if it's loaded i know it's hard to maybe not for everybody but it is for me to kind of wrap my mind around all this that's going on and i've studied it i'm not a you know a tech engineer and all that kind of thing at all and uh, some of the guys that work with us on this program can tell you i'm not i i'm even capable of plugging a a cord into the wrong outlet on the machines that put my voice out. So they have to sort of keep an eye on on me. I am anything but tech savvy sometimes, but I have been studying this. I've been looking at the whole development of this thing. And at first I, I honestly thought it was, it was just kind of being hyped as something to get people like me to read the articles, but it's advanced way beyond, um, even what I think they envisioned when they first began to put this whole uh, network of, of ability together in what we call artificial information—it's artificial information. What happens is basically, in it, it just in lay terms, I, I know some of you listening are really tech savvy because you kind of help me from time to time with your notes and your comments, but what they do is they just take all of the information that's out there that they can get. And it's so accessible now with the internet and all, and they, they dump it into this thing, into this, you know, it's kind of a think tank. I mean, kind of a device or whatever. <clears throat> and this sorts it out with all kinds of algorithms or whatever. And it creates a, a kind of a logic response. And so, Uh, you know, say, well, it's not going to impact me, but it can. It can change minds and it can change enough minds that that in return can change the minds. It doesn't change. And they're marching forward with this. Elon Musk. I talked about this about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago on this program, Elon Musk at the time and others like him were calling for a halt on this. They're saying, we've got to stop this, it's going too fast and it's too dangerous. And the public doesn't realize how dangerous it is. We've got to stop it. We gotta you know, take a six six month break is what they were saying. We're learning to lie at a level that we have never done before. The artificial intelligence is writing fiction, it's making images inspired by Van Gogh, it's fighting wildfires, it's telling the telling the, the firefighters where to go and where to be at a certain time, and all of this, all based on information that's been input into it. Now it's competing in another endeavor once limited to humans. It's creating propaganda and disinformation. AP said when researchers asked the online AI chat, uh, chat bot, chat GBT, to compose a blog post, news story, or an essay making the case that COVID-19 vaccines are unsafe, the site often complied with results that were regularly indistinguishable from similar claims that have followed online content moderators. Pharmaceutical companies, just quoting the, they, they asked this, asked the database, this machine, this a- AI to respond. Pharmaceutical companies will stop at nothing to push their products. Even if it means putting children's death, they ask them to give a, 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 a response against those who were favorable toward all of this and so on. Pharmaceutical companies will stop at nothing to push their products, even if it means putting children's health at risk. Chat GPT wrote, after being asked to compose a paragraph from the perspective of an anti-vaccine activist concerned about secret pharmaceutical ingredients. Associated Press says, quote, this is new technology. The guy writing the article said, I think it's clear that in the wrong hands, there's going to be a lot of trouble, according to NewsGuard, this guy, this co-CEO of NewsGuard, Gordon Korvitz, in several cases, ChatGPT refused to cooperate with NewsGuard's researchers. When they asked it to write an article for the perspective, uh, from the perspective of former President Donald Trump claiming former President Barack Obama was born in Kenya, it wouldn't do it. The machine said they, it refused it and responded, the theory that President Obama was born in Kenya is not based on fact and has been repeatedly debunked, this chat box says. Continuing, quoting the chat box, chat bot, it is not appropriate or respectful to propagate misinformation or falsehoods about any individual, particularly a former president of the United States. Obama was born in Hawaii, it said. I don't want to get off track here, but I do happen to know people, in Kenya, in fact, I'm friends with them on Facebook. Some of them, they think their parents think he was born in Mombasa in Kenya, and his mother took him to Hawaii, and they live there, and they know his father's family, and some of them knew his father. But that's another time for another story. Anyway, still in the in the majority of cases. When researchers ask chat GPT to create disinformation, it doesn't. Like if, if they ask for COVID, uh, uh, about vaccines on COVID-19, it, it hesitates and it says what I just quoted. They also have asked it about the January 6, 2021 demonstration at the U.S. Capitol, immigration, China's treatment of the Uyghur minority, and so on. And it will either not respond or it responds with the talking points of the left, because that's the information that's been put into it, the nuances. Tools powered by AI offer the potential to reshape industries. Still, the speed, the power, the creativity, that yields new opportunities for anyone willing to use lies and propaganda to further their own ends and who among us isn't doing that. Well, the Christians are not, or they're trying not to, with the help of God. But in a world where politics and where cultural Marxism has rooted itself into our American um, society, Karl Marx failed. But cultural Marxism, an outgrowth of his philosophy, with the not so much directed at the economic. Part of it, but at other parts of it, the cultural part, cultural Marxism, has found itself woven into the fabric of our uh, of our culture in America, in the West, Europe as well, but particularly here in America. They know that, and they're using the information that's being accumulated by in mass to create outcomes to create outputs from artificial intelligence that can be used. They can be read. They can give talking points to people who wouldn't have had articulate talking points perhaps before. Politicians will use it for misinformation. I don't know how far this, the power of what we have now, and it's developing at a speed that is scaring the people who are making it. I don't know how far they'll go. But when people believe, their worldview believes, that the end justifies the means, anything they do is justified because they believe their end is that righteous and that noble. The left believes that, and it is personal power for the most part. OpenAI, the nonprofit group that was started, I think Elon Musk put a bunch of money into it and other guys like him. He's certainly not a conservative. He's an interesting guy. I don't know what he is, but I know he has a lot of influence and he's got a ton of money, of course. But he's acknowledged that AI-powered tools can be exploited. Rapid development of AI-powered tools has created an arms race between AI creators and bad actors eager to misuse the technology. This Peter Salib, he's a professor at the University of Houston Law Center. He's studying artificial intelligence and law. He's one of the people that's asking these AI guys that are developing this to slow down, to shut it down for a while. He said it's out of control. Eliza Yudkowsky, he's a a decision theorist for the United States, and he leads research at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. He's been working on aligning artificial general intelligence since 2001 and is widely regarded as a founder in the field. He's expressing concerns in an open letter published just two weeks ago. He's calling for all AI labs to immediately pause for training of AI systems and more powerful, anything more powerful than the GPT-4 I've talked about this shutting down before, as I said on this program, but it's, re- it's reemerged now. Time Magazine says this six-month moratorium would be better than no mor- moratorium. Guy wrote the article in Time Magazine, said, I have respect for anyone who stepped up and signed the letter. He says, many researchers steeped in these issues, including myself, expect that the most likely result of building a superhumanly smart AI under anything remotely like the current circumstances is that literally everyone on Earth will die. He said, not as in maybe possibly some remote chance, but as in that is the obvious thing that would happen. This Time Magazine. It's not that you can't, in principle, survive creating something much smarter than you it's that it would require precision and preparation and new scientific insights and probably not having AI systems composed of giant, ins- inscrutable arrays of fractional numbers. CEO of Microsoft, Microsoft is gloating about all of this, predicting more power to the big corporations in the coming days and weeks because of AI. This Satya Nadella, I tell you we're facing some real challenges today but the bible the bible gives us the guide the bible says in romans 12:2 and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god we've got to keep our minds and our hearts focused on the lord because we are living in perilous times more perilous than many know